0: Hello and welcome to episode 45 of the Read Between podcast. The improvised storytelling podcast where we take the internet's weirdest suggestions and turn them into weird, wacky, and crazy stories through the power of improv. I'm one of your co-hosts, Evan.
1: I'm Lynn, I'm your other co-host.
0: And we are here episode 45, the post big game edition of Read Between. Yes, yesterday we all watched team we all watched the Los Angeles Rams and the New England Patriots duke it out in the Super Bowl. Um we're we're recording this before the Super Bowl, so we don't know who won.
1: <laughs> I probably did not watch it.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: Unless if the Bubble Bowl
0: comes on. Oh, the Bubble Bowl. Yes. I will not watch. Yes, yeah. I there was um I was on Reddit today. I was on r slash NFL, and somebody had posted that some sideline reporters that were inside the that were inside uh, the Mercedes Benz Superdome in Atlanta said that they had SpongeBob projected onto some of the screens in the stadium. With, like, the mm-hmm. bubble bowl videos, so it seems likely that they may be doing Sweet Victory during the halftime show, which I'm actually very excited for. And, you know, it's now showing that meme culture is spreading its way <laughs> into everything now.
1: Do you really think it's based off of meme culture? Well,
0: n- maybe that. Maybe not necessarily that. More so, I think, just, like, the po- the general populace, like, really getting behind the idea of, like, oh, this could be really cool, especially, you know, with the unfortunate passing of Stephen Hillenburg, this might be a really cool tribute. Mm-hmm. So either way i think it's going to be cool if it actually does happen right right so no i agree yeah so so yeah hopefully hopefully it's a good game hopefully it was a good game cuz it's actually this is coming out the day after
1: who are you rooting for i'm
0: rooting for los angeles cuz i don't like the patriots
1: oh that's right you don't like the patriots yes
0: i don't like the patriots they're a bunch of dirty cheaters
1: i don't understand football so i don't care
0: they're a bunch of dirty cheaters it's a lot to get into and we don't have time for that so <laughs>
1: You're right, we don't.
0: We don't have time for that. So so what we're going to do is we're going to tell you some stories. We're going to do some improvised storytelling because that's what we do here. Heck yeah. I would talk about football, but this is not that kind of podcast and N- Lynn would get sick of it.
1: Make another podcast where <laughs> you talk about football and I pretend <laughs> to
0: listen. Yes, exactly. So... Uh, So yeah, so what we're going to do for the first half of our episode like we normally do is we're going to go to the subreddit on reddit called not the onion Which has a bunch of stories and headlines that you think would show up on the onion because they're so crazy But they're actually real So we're going to pick a few and then we're going to choose one that we actually want to tell the story behind So lynn, what do you have for us today?
1: Well, um This one's kind of funny. Okay, and it's football related. Okay, <laughs> um Louisiana Eye Doctor offers free eye exams for NFL referees after Saints loss.
0: Uh yes. Yes. The uh the blown defensive pass interference call that was not made during the NFC championship game still is making the rounds in the media. All sorts of well, there there I heard there was a there was a lawsuit that was put out, like a class action lawsuit against the NFL. Damn. F- like where they were claiming emotional distress um all pain and suffering all these sorts of things for the, for the fact that the saints lost and it's just it it was silly so again it's just another thing to add to that whole circus around that but
1: <laughs> just it was the first thing that popped up yeah
0: no it's it I, I'm just yeah just <laughs> it just adds to the list of all the weird shit that's come out after that game what else you got
1: Pablo Escobar's restaurant draws backlash <laughs> for name serving hamburger with line of fake cocaine
0: oh god where uh, Pablo Esca Burgers.
1: Uh, uh, Pablo's Esca Burgers is oh what it's God. called. Oh my God. And so apparently they have a hamburger which comes with a line of not cocaine, but what looks like cocaine. Oh God. And it's receiving a lot of backlash.
0: I, I, I can understand why that <laughs> one that's just that's not a great name like that. I mean, I get it's like it's fun. It's like
1: it sounds like something someone came up with when they were high on cocaine. Yeah,
0: because it's just <laughs> it's just a really bad portmanteau of Escobar and burgers. Yeah, right. It's just a really bad smushing together of those two words.
1: Right.
0: So, yeah, that that alone has me kind of disinterested. But yeah, the line of fake cocaine. What is it like? What would it be? Salt? I don't know. That's,
1: um. I guess. I don't know. I, I, I didn't pull up the article. Yeah, so.
0: yeah. That That's inter- that's interesting, but also, <laughs> like, dumb. <laughs> so, all right. And what's one more?
1: Uh, I am scrolling around. Do you want one more or two more? Because we didn't like the Eskeberger ones.
0: Uh, let's go. Okay, let's go two more. All
1: okay. right. Snow should cancel crime and doing really dumb things, North Alabama police advise. <laughs>
0: Snow, read that again for me. Snow should kill... Oh, yeah.
1: Hold on. I got to scroll back up. That's okay. Snow should cancel crime and doing really dumb things. Okay. North Alabama police advise. Okay.
0: So they're they're
1: saying that, like, I mean, it's going to be real cold, so people are going to stop doing dumb shit.
0: If anything, especially in the north here where we're used to snow, I think it kind of expounds on the amount of dumb shit people do.
1: Well, especially with that... Polar vortex. Polar
0: vortex, yeah.
1: And how it like literally froze everything.
0: Yeah. Like I saw in Chicago there were people that were putting, you know, wet t shirts out on their out on their out on their balconies overnight and they would just be frozen into just this this solid sheet the next yeah. morning and people throwing cups of coffee or cups of boiling water in the air and just
1: Yeah, there's a guy there's a video of a guy, he's in his apartment, he takes a cup of like I think it's like room temperature water mm. and he opens up his door and he throws it at his glass um, fence around his balcony and it, imme- it immediately freezes. Jesus. Like immediately. They, I from what I heard, they had buses running uh-huh. um, with no actual like route, but just to run for like homeless people. That way they oh, had somewhere warm okay. to be. Yeah. It's like negative 40 there.
0: Yeah, it's, like bonkers. it's been really bad. Yeah, if you live in any of those in any of those affected cities, man, we wish you the best. Cause,
1: yeah, because we only had like negative two.
0: Yeah, which was which we thought was bad, but man, it was bad. It was bad, but we could have had it much worse. Much worse. Yeah. So, um, what's one more?
1: Minneapolis neighborhood invaded by frozen pants.
0: <laughs> what?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Uh, Minneapolis neighborhood invaded by frozen pants i can show you the little thumbnail
0: let me see the little thumbnail it's great (laughs) okay and i'll just i'll describe it okay so for all you listeners (laughs) okay so the thumbnail is just a picture of these just pairs of pants that are just stiff as boards just stuck inside snow but they're like but they're frozen in a way that it looks like there's legs in them kind of and they're just standing there or they're upside down it's oh man it's really strange
1: it's a strange thing i think did i see a pair of there's a pair of boots I believe that's leading them or no that I guess that is pants
0: okay yeah it's, it's hard to
1: tell the thumbnail thumbnail's very very tiny yeah so we can't and I don't like I'm like opening up the article because yeah. I feel like that gives too it's much cheating. away yeah it is cheating I agree
0: yeah so out of those oh man I kind of like the frozen pants I kind of like we can it, go
1: with frozen pants I
0: kind of like a town being overrun by frozen pants okay we'll go yeah. with that yeah okay let's go with that mm-hmm. that sounds like fun
1: yeah all right all
0: right so as we know chicago is in the midst of this polar vortex and yes and well again this this act this story takes place in minneapolis actually but you know chicago minneapolis the whole midwest is dealing with all this yeah um but this this whole this whole phenomenon of frozen pants actually started in chicago Mm -hmm. um i told you the story of the man who put his uh his wet shirt out on his balcony overnight Mm -hmm. and it froze uh, the next day, he tried the same thing with a pair of pants, and they froze. Um, the following evening, he put both out on his balcony just to just to see what would happen, because it was mm-hmm. still very cold. Yeah. Next morning, he woke up, and they were both gone. Oh, shit. Yeah. The pants and the shirt were both gone.
1: I don't blame the pants and the shirt. Um, from what I've heard uh, with uh, the new reports coming out, is that the pants and shirt felt abused. Yeah they were left out in negative 30 degree weather.
0: Yeah, they were just meant they were just jokes. They were just jokes to people. And yeah. this this became a problem all over Chicago cuz P- this this video went viral. People saw it and I thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And so P- other people started doing it. Other people started hanging their shirts out over the balcony, but then they would come back the next morning and they'd see it frozen. They'd leave it out there, then they'd come back out later and it was gone. And all these all these shirts and pants just decided to to up and leave because they felt neglected. They felt disrespected. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to go somewhere where they could be respected. So, they hopped on a they hopped on a bus and they went to Minneapolis
1: because they knew that Minneapolis would appreciate them. Oh yeah, would wear them. Yeah, would clean them. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't they? Wouldn't put those pants, those jeans, in the dryer. Yeah, let them air dry the way you're supposed to. with yeah. your jeans.
0: Yeah, Minneapolis is known as as the city of pants. Yes. Yeah, Minneapolis, Twins, part of the Twin Cities, but it's also known as the the, pa- the city of pants.
1: City of city of good pants.
0: City keepin'. of good pants keeping. You know that's that's what they pride themselves on. They mm-hmm. pride themselves on their on their many lakes, their uh, their yeah, their many many lakes. Their many lakes, their Twin Cities, and their and their and their care for pants.
1: But what they weren't expecting was to have an over overdraft of pants
0: and overabundance of pants abundance
1: yeah of, of pants in yeah. their in their city there were so many pants that they didn't have enough homes for them mm-hmm. so they were curling up underneath trees and and uh standing outside standing of laundromat. yeah yeah
0: yeah a, a lot of, there were uh, many people don't know there are more laundromats per capita in minneapolis than there are anywhere else mm-hmm. and easily outside of each laundromat there were probably 20, 30 pairs of pants everywhere just waiting to try to come inside and get inside a dryer. Because mm-hmm. they could see, they could f- feel the heat radiating off the building just knowing that I could be there drying. Just like the cat. <laughs> yet yet again, the cat interrupts our episodes.
1: Um computers are now her favorite thing she likes when i sit at a computer oh really so this could be her being like can i sit with you oh okay it's her new favorite thing
0: gotcha gotcha
1: anyway continue on
0: yeah so so with these with the with the pants being stuck outside laundromats laundromat owners were were starting to become concerned because they're like well they're blocking all the entrances to our buildings people can't come into our buildings and they're afraid to because there's just pants everywhere Mm -hmm. it's freaking them out it's freaking people out they don't want to come and do their laundry one it's too cold two there's pants everywhere right so so they had to do something and unfortunately um people in minneapolis had to resort to unconventional methods of getting rid of pants like what they uh they took they took butane torches and tried to uh dry them off that way
1: Ooh, that's a little dangerous yeah
0: Uh, unfortunately there was one instance where one laundromat owner set about 30 pairs of pants on fire. (gasps) No. Yeah. So.
1: Well, the pants did not appreciate
0: that. No. The, the other, the other pants around Minneapolis caught word of this and, uh, and started to become more aggressive.
1: Yeah. They all started to strike. Yeah. And people would wake up, um, five minutes before they were supposed to leave for work going, I got, I need pants. Where are my pants? Mm -hmm. Wake up pantsless. Open up the drawers. No pants. Go in the laundry room. No pants. Yeah. Those pants just started walking out on them.
0: Yeah, they would. They would go. Out, they would look out their front door, and they would see their pants just outside on their front lawn, mm-hmm. with one pant leg up, just somehow making a middle finger with the leg with the leg hole.
1: <laughs> they were like, well, "What the fuck?
0: What? Why well, didn't do anything? I oh, I need what to get did to work. I do. I need to get to work.
1: And I'd be like, "Come on, man, just." i'll be nicer yeah uh, what do you want man you want fabric softener i can get you some fabric softener at the store and then
0: the pants kick a kick a newspaper to the front door and the front page just says pants burned in effigy outside of laundromat
1: i didn't do that to any pants i took in pants i took them in <laughs> when they had nowhere to go
0: yeah yeah the, this this man that um that was the first to deal with this his name was his name was bobby uh, Bobby was a big proponent of pants he was he was one of the first people to actually bring in the pants that had migrated from Chicago. They were His about
1: whole family was from Minneapolis
0: yeah, he took in a family of khakis that came in from that came in from Chicago, a family of khaki pants mm-hmm. um all different sizes and shapes um he he took them in because he he figured you know they need up they need a good place to stay right. and I can provide that for them mm-hmm. but uh but once once the pants caught wind of uh, caught wind of the of the burning they they wanted nothing to do because they just thought all humans were going to eventually burn them
1: yeah turn on them yeah so uh bobby went just went to work pantsless pantsless no underwear yep. just free balling it yep free legging it
0: and uh, well unfortunately he and fortunately for him he didn't get in trouble because everybody else had to deal with it because yep. the entire town was pantsless everyone bottomless
1: was. everyone got to see um some brand new bets that day yes and so uh Bobby had to sit down and go, all right. We obviously need the pants back. How do we win our pants back?
0: And how do we win the trust of all pants? That how way
1: we w- never become pantsless again.
0: <laughs> how do we how do we get pants to trust us again? And then you had Carl from accounting just stand there being like, "Well, you know, if you just you can you can you can just let them let them breathe and and Bobby was like, "That's what we are doing. We're letting them have their space." But what, what can we actually do?
1: And then someone snapped their fingers. Pants town. What, what, you make a town for the pants. Give them warm, cozy little dressers inside warm, cozy little houses. No humans. Pants town.
0: Okay. All right. Sonia, pants town. Sonya, I appreciate your input, but how are we going to build a pants town? It's, it's minus 15 degrees outside, and we don't have any materials. What are we, how are we going to do this?
1: I'm sure we got we got some friends around the world. We got some friends in California where there is no Vortex. Right? Y- right? Yeah. So what if we just have the supplies shipped here? We go to our lovely Canadian friends who are used to the cold and say, Hey, anyone wanna work here? Oh, boom, pants down.
0: I don't know. What like what what makes you think this is actually going to work, though? What what have you seen that this is where this has worked before?
1: Well, why are they revolting?
0: Because they don't trust us.
1: Why don't they trust us?
0: Because we burned them.
1: But why did we burn them?
0: Because they were left out in the cold.
1: So why do you think they were left out in the cold? Because they had nowhere to go! Huh. You see? And, like, Sonia's got, like, this crazy look in her eye. Like,
0: like, like her one eye is just, like... <clears throat> like
1: kind of like a conspiracy thing like as if she had like red <laughs> strings on the wall she's just like just like you pe- see what i mean
0: <laughs> it's just like charlie day from it's always Under yes. in philadelphia with the pepe sylvia p- yeah 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 it's yes. like, this is the thing it's gotta go here it's yeah. everything makes sense yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and then bobby's like well i i mean i'm all out of ideas so
1: so is it pants town time
0: i guess it's time for pants town and she gets on her phone right away <laughs> hey
1: jimmy jimmy Still got that lumber yard out in California. Okay, okay, I need all of it. <laughs> the whole yard. Can you transport it over here in Twin Cities right away?
0: And Sony's yelling at the CEO of her company, just like, hey, can we can we can we use a million dollars to build Pants Town? And the CEO's like fuck it. The man.
1: CEO's like we don't no. We're we're just we're, we're just ac- a firm. We're an accounting firm. We're not we don't deal with
0: pants
1: (laughs) make a lot of money you like money I know you do cuz you're gonna give me a million dollars
0: he's just like do you even understand where I get where this million dollars comes how much what do you even know your operating expenses do you even know what your final total cost is gonna
1: be we can figure all that later when we give all these pants homes and we start charging them for rent
0: okay i like the idea of Uh charging okay (laughs) (laughs) and so with that the boss just cuts her a check for a million bucks
1: she was just like i knew you would he's (laughs) like "God damn, sonia you're just so good at talking and
0: then sonia just spends the rest of her day just making phone calls to lumber yards and canadian contractors uh for the rest of the day and finally gets everything set up so that the next day pants town can commence construction
1: and pants town, did commence. pants town did commence construction.
0: But in the meantime, while Pants Town was being constructed across town, um, there was a pants strike being held. There was a pants rally being held in the center of town, where uh-huh. all the pants gathered um, to uh, to protest uh, their their treatment uh, by by the local people, or at least by the local laundromat owner.
1: The pants would tie themselves together to spell out signs, so it was... Yeah let us dry (laughs) give us homes no more burning
0: and then uh (laughs) there was uh, there was one sign that got that covered uh, that got a lot of traction on twitter um cover your own butts yeah yeah hashtag cover your own butts was a trending topic on twitter within minutes
1: (laughs) it's cold outside huh (laughs) just like really condescending how do you
0: think we feel how do you like it now
1: <laughs> sure wish you had some underwear right now <laughs> am i right
0: yeah and yeah and the did the,
1: sally comment on your size yet
0: <laughs> the funny thing wa- the interesting thing was after after hearing of all the issues with the pants underwear started revolting as well because they underwear figured, jumped in on that yeah real fast. Under, underwear jumped in real fast you're
1: like we're tired of being stuck between your butt cheeks
0: and the pants we want to be on the same level
1: the um, and then soon the shirts joined in, mm. and the jackets,
0: and the shoes. Event and shoes were the last to join in.
1: Yeah, yeah. They they really didn't understand it, but they were like ah, everyone else is doing it. So yeah. Um, and and soon you would have just complete outfits spelling out signs yeah. on the street. Yeah. And the city of Minneapolis was very cold, but around that time, Pants Town had been built. Yeah. And so uh, Malarkey Law Firm had a huge <laughs> announcement to make. <laughs> and so they, they got the press conference together and, and there was Sonia right at the top and she goes, my fellow pants, <laughs> shirts, underwear, shoes, sacks, all of you, my fellow garments and undergarments, we <laughs> have an announcement to make. We've heard your cries. We've read your signs. And guess what? Here's our response. And there's like a big curtain behind her and she just rips it down. <laughs> and just the word Pants Town and then like a nice painting of a, of a town with uh-huh. walking pants. Pants Town! <laughs> you need a place to live. Our butts need a place to warm. Here's Pants Town where you can live and cultivate just for one small price you open up some stores so we can buy back our stuff and get warm again no pant shirt underwear shoe sock should ever ever be homeless again you will always have a place to live and perhaps one day you will be moved into a home how's that sound pants how's that doing for you pants
0: and then you just hear the sound of like pant legs clapping together just yeah like,
1: like just like like really faint yeah and she just just like bowed a little bit <laughs> and then like they start spelling out mayor <laughs> mayor mayor of pants pants mayor sonia
0: well the the interesting thing was um that same day the uh, the governor of minnesota um, decided to put into uh, put into legislation or at least put into action a law. Um, it was the No Pants Left Behind Act um, that, that stated that all pants must have a home. No pants are ever to be left outside in the cold. No pants are to ever be put in a dangerous situation.
1: Immediately, Mayor, or I'm sorry, Sonia got <laughs> on the phone with the mayor and went, that's my fucking idea.
0: <laughs> she got on the phone like, with the governor, actually. Or the governor yeah. was the one that did it. Yeah.
1: She's like, that's my fucking idea. Take it back or it's all copyright.
0: And the governor's like, well, I, I can put you as a co-sponsor on the bill.
1: As long as the pants know.
0: Oh, don't worry. You'll be the face of this bill, Sonia.
1: Hell yes. And she hung up the phone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so with that, the pants made their way into Pants Town and snuggled into each of the each of the wonderfully crafted homes. That were just filled to the brim with dressers and drawers, just
1: dressers and drawers everywhere,
0: and space heaters everywhere to uh, to help them warm up.
1: The clothing stores opened the next day, yep. and everyone was buying back their clothes. Economy fucking boosted in Minneapolis. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Minneapolis was was as raucous in terms of retail as it ever had been. You know, people buying back their pants, and people people that didn't have pants buying new sets of pants. Right. You know,
1: and then soon pants from all around the country started moving yeah to Minneapolis and before you knew it the only place where you could even find pants was we'll in that. Minneapolis
0: yeah Minneapolis became the pants hub of of the United States
1: instead of the twin cities it was the pants cities yeah
0: it was instead of the twin cities it was the twin lake cities yeah
1: yep 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 just big old pants everywhere yeah and soon everyone around America just freeballed it for the rest of their lives.
0: Yeah, there was a there was a charity event held called Pants Across America. Uh, if you ever if you remember back in I think it was like the eighties or something, there was Hands Across America. Mm. Um, this was Pants Across America where pants gathered and just uh, tied, tied themselves together across the country just to make the longest continuous line of pants that they possibly could.
1: That's fair. That's fair.
0: Yeah. It was it was quite the spectacle. It really was. They,
1: they got to California, from yeah. Minneapolis to California, and then they went, oh, I don't want to get in the ocean.
0: Yeah, exactly, because denim does not do well in the water. Does not. Yeah, so... Yeah, and Sonia became mayor of Minneapolis um, with a very pro-pants agenda. Mm-hmm. Uh, very a lot of pants-based legislation. Um, she was ousted after six months once the pants kind of got back on their feet. No pun intended.
1: All pun intended. All pun
0: intended. Yes. Um, because there was uh, there were some concerns about her uh, about her ethics towards mm. pants. Like what? Uh, she wore she wore white pants after Labor Day.
1: Ooh, yeah
0: so uh there were some ethical concerns regarding her that's fair enough so she had to be ousted Mm -hmm. and uh yeah she was kind of ostracized by the pant community after that fair enough so uh the end the end (laughs) the end that's your history (laughs) of pants for the day that's your history of pants and a warning to uh to not leave your pants outside and treat
1: your pants right
0: yes treat your pants underwear treat all your clothing properly ladies and gentlemen because you never know what it's going to do when Set you're not around.
1: your wash settings appropriately. Yes. Do not mix colors and whites together.
0: Yes. In the laundry.
1: Yeah, this is what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah,
0: exactly. So. All right. Well, that was one story down. You want to take a break real quick?
1: Let's take a break because right before we started this episode, I wiped my mouth and, my, and I had dark lipstick on. <laughs> so now my hand is just like a burnt orange and it looks like i burned myself
0: okay well we'll let you go take care of that and uh i'll plug a show i got coming up over the break so uh so you can go do that i'll talk about this show and then we'll come back and tell them the story hell yeah all right we'll see you in a bit Hey guys, Evan here, here to tell you about an awesome show I've got coming up later this month in the great city of Philadelphia. Yes, this is my first out of the Lehigh Valley Improv show in quite some time, and it's actually a really, really cool show. Uh, coming up on Thursday, February 21st at 7.30 p.m. in Philadelphia at the Ruba Club is the third Thursday's comedy show with the N Crowd, featuring me and my buddy Rob Cressman in our improv team, One Last Thing. Uh, now, if you're not familiar with the N-Crowd, the N-Crowd is a short-form improv comedy troupe based in Philadelphia. Uh, Philly Style magazine has called their show Philly's premier improv comedy troupe, and the Philly Metro said that this troupe is keeping Philly funny. Uh, in 2008, 2010, 2013, 2016, and 17, the N-Crowd was named Best Comedy Club by the City Voters Hot List in Philadelphia. Uh, so we're really excited to get a chance to perform with these folks. Uh, one of our good friends, Latisha, uh, is a is a member of the N-Crowd team, and she. She and her team were so kind as to invite Rob and I to uh, to do our Duoprov team one last thing there. If you haven't heard of one last thing, uh, one last thing is Rob and I's Duoprov team where we uh, we basically take the preparation out of Apple Keynotes or any sort of tech Keynotes and uh, and we improvise sort of a uh, sort of a keynote presentation for a random product uh, for whatever the audience suggests. So in the past we've done some strange things on pizza on moles on uh, drone dropping, different things and a lot of Bitcoin based things. So uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Uh, again, it's our first show outside of Lehigh Valley, I think ever for one last thing. So uh, so again, that show is on Thursday, February 21st at 7:30 p.m. at the Ruba Club in Philadelphia. Uh, the address for the Ruba Club is 416 Green Street in Philadelphia. Uh, tickets are available now. You can find them on Eventbrite. Um, we'll link the we'll link the Facebook event in the description of this episode. So if you're interested and want to get tickets, we'll put the link there so you can go ahead and check it out. It'd be really awesome if we saw some people come out and support uh, support our show, support the end crowd, support comedy, support improv comedy, support all sorts of comedy and art. It's so much fun. So uh, so yeah, third Thursday's comedy show. End crowd. One last thing, February twenty first, Ruba Club, Philadelphia. Be there. With that being said, let's get back to the show and let's tell another story. And we are back. We're back from our break. Lynn, how was your break?
1: Hello. It was
0: good. Did you turn Russian in that time?
1: I turned Russian. Jeez. I do very bad Russian accent.
0: Yeah, your your Russian accent is no one near as good as my Russian accent.
1: Fair enough.
0: Fair, fair enough. It is it is not easy to do Russian accent. And especially with cat around. Cat tends to make Russian accent a little more challenging.
1: Cat likes when we sit down at table.
0: <laughs> yeah, cat like vodka and sitting at table when computer is out. Cat is drunk. <laughs> <laughs> get this drunk off vodka Anyway, so, uh, so uh, For those of you who may not have listened before What we like to do here in the second half of our episode Is we go to a website called FantasyNameGenerators.com And on that website is a book title generator And we like to go through different genres in that book title generator And mm-hmm. randomize some random ass titles And uh, we choose one that we want to tell the story behind So Lynn, to get us started Can you give me a genre that you'd like me to spin on?
1: Um, Let's go with sci-fi
0: sci-fi all right so we'll do a couple spins of the wheel here and we have stories all right here we go so your choices are doctor in the beginning of time intruder of our legacy heroes of the universe creatures of the worlds humans and mercenaries beasts and pilots edge of the planet victory of nowhere admiration for the new age and mystery of the eyes
1: Could you name like the first three again? Sure.
0: Doctor in the Beginning of Time, Intruder of Our Legacy. And Intruder of Our Legacy. Intruder of Our Legacy. Okay. Interesting choice. Those were like some eh, kind of corny ass titles, I'd say.
1: They weren't the best.
0: No, we've had better. Yeah. So uh, what's another genre we can spin on? Nonfiction. Nonfiction. All right. One, two. We've got a couple more spins. Nonfiction, there we go. All right, here we go. So your choices are followers of the past, flies of your dreams, warriors in your garden, hmm. trees in your garden, planets planets and spirits, spiders and fish, love of the future, wealth of tomorrow, lost the caves, and flaws of the world.
1: I like warriors in, in my garden. Is that what it was? Warriors in your garden. Yeah, yeah. I like
0: that. Okay. All right, so we have that, and now one more genre. Kitty. <laughs> For, uh, the cat currently has her claw stuck in Lynn's sweater. <laughs> this is quite this is quite entertaining because the cat is just trying to get away, oh, but but yeah, okay.
1: I thought she was gonna claw me.
0: Yeah, that was worrisome. Um, one more genre. Uh,
1: uh, um, uh da 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 da. What is one that I haven't done yet? Let's do adventure.
0: Adventure. All right. Good time. She came
1: back for more pets, by the way.
0: (laughs) She always does. Cats always do that. All right. Here we go. And your choices are witch without shame, owl of the light, invaders of my imagination, lords with pride, guardians and lords, fish and gangsters. Hell yeah. Influence without a goal, termination without sin, Never trust the animals, and still breathing in my family.
1: I like fish and gangsters.
0: Fish and gangsters. All right, what was it that was that was a good crop of titles. I like never trust the animals. <laughs> never trust the animals it makes a lot of sense. Okay, so so the three choices we have are intruder of our legacy. Uh, what was it here? Uh, warriors in your garden, mm-hmm. and. Uh, it was fish and gangsters.
1: Let's do warrior in your garden.
0: Warriors in your garden. Okay. All right. So without further ado, for the first and only time, we present to you warriors in your garden.
1: Sadie had a really green thumb. <laughs> she could grow anything in her garden. Her garden was just the most fertile place for plants. Mm and it was beautiful and vast and pretty she won awards for it yes yeah, it Sad- great yeah
0: Sadie had Sadie had won numerous Sadie had grown up in the 4h club in school and she had won numerous awards uh, for her rather large uh, vegetables that she had she had mm-hmm. a she had a consecutive streak of I'd say what it was six years running where she won the largest vegetable competition at the yep. local uh, 4-h shows
1: mm-hmm Definitely.
0: One year she had a six foot long carrot.
1: She had a 20 pound pumpkin one year.
0: Yeah. And then I think the f- latest year she had a 15 pound zucchini yeah. that won the award. Mm-hmm. So she, she knew how to make vegetables that were very large and very, very large, very long. She she knew the secrets. There's a, there's a lot of secrets to gardening to really mm-hmm. get the biggest vegetables possible. And she knew them all.
1: Yep. She knew every single one. So one day, she went outside to her garden to tend to it, as she normally does, mm-hmm. on a Wednesday. And she goes outside, and she sees all of her plants chopped up, all of her vegetables, some stalks just chopped in half. Yeah. Chopped in quarters. And it's devastating. It's like, it, it was like someone set fire to her house.
0: So yeah. just like, oh my God. Because that's months and months of work just... Mm-hmm. Thrown down the drain, sliced down the drain, you know, Mm -hmm. with one fell swoop or one fell slice.
1: Right, right, right. And um, as she cried over her um, celery stalks, above her came a shadow. And when she looked up, she sees a man dressed in a warrior's outfit. And she goes... Why are you here? It's private property. I don't know. (laughs) What are you doing?
0: (laughs) And the warrior just looks at Sadie and says, this is our garden now. And just runs away and jumps over the fence.
1: And she's like, no, it's mine. I pay the rent. You don't pay nothing. (laughs) This is private property. And um, Sadie didn't know who these monsters were, but she knew that they existed. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. She had heard stories recently about a rash of um of garden thieves that had come around and were stealing and were stealing property from people's gardens, you know, stealing mm-hmm. tomatoes, stealing onions, things like that. But she hadn't heard anything about people coming and destroying gardens. Yeah, nothing to this large of scale. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so <clears throat> Sadie's first initial reaction was to build a fence. mm mm-hmm. So she had she had a, kind of a fence. It wasn't really much. It was just to kind of keep small critters out. It was like a two um, foot
0: white white right. picket fence around the outside of her right. garden. Right,
1: nothing much because she just she thought it was so pretty. She wanted everyone to see it. Mm-hmm. But with these intruders, she thought, okay, I got to make it big. So she did eight foot fences
0: with barbed wire on barbed top. barbed wire on top. Yep.
1: Um, you couldn't see through the planks; they were so close together. Yeah. It was, it was pretty impressive. It
0: was also electrified that she could turn on the fence and it would become an electric fence at any given point mm-hmm. because she knew she needed, she needed an upper security game in order to prevent any more of mm-hmm. her vegetables from.
1: As long as she wasn't in that garden, that electricity was pumping.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the big reason why she was so concerned is she had, she had a 30 pound, she had, oh gosh, it was a 30 pound potato that she was working on. Mm-hmm. This thing was, it was almost 15 pounds at that point, And she knew she needed a few more weeks to get it to 30 pounds. Mm-hmm. So she was doing everything she could to prevent this potato from getting destroyed. Because mm-hmm. this was going to win her the 4-H competition for the seventh year in a row. Mm-hmm. And once you hit seven years of winning in a 4-H competition, big things happen.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah Food I network
0: mean, starts calling at that point. I mean,
1: people were already eyeing her up. Yeah. Networks were eyeing at her being like, man, she could get on. She can be on TLC. She could be on the. She can be on Food Channel. She could be on the Travel Channel. Yeah. She'd be pretty much anywhere. Yeah. She had the the world's open, but only if she wins the seventh annual. What did you call it? The four H competition. The four H competition. Yeah,
0: yeah. If she wins if she wins a seventh year in a row of the largest vegetable, the world's her oyster, or the yep. world's her vegetable, if, mm-hmm. if some would say.
1: No oyster. There's no oysters here. No,
0: we're talking veggies. You can't grow oysters. Not in a backyard. You can't. No way. No way.
1: Anything you can't grow in a backyard, she don't eat.
0: Yeah, oysters, nope.
1: Chickens, no. No.
0: Burgers, no. no. You can't you can't you can't grow a cow in a backyard? No, no, no. Well, I mean, you can, if you you have can a, raise a you cow, you can raise a cow in a backyard, but you can't
1: plant a cow seed and be like, oh, can't wait till six months till I have my calf.
0: Exactly. Yeah,
1: And it's not a thing. No
0: imagine if it was a thing though imagine if like in the future we had like just the ability to like make mammals out of seeds well didn't
1: they clone a pig or something didn't that happen Clone a sheep
0: there was a yeah right so like that was the first like actual cloning thing that they did but mm-hmm. i don't know if they've done any other cloning things recently
1: i think i think cloning is a very dangerous science oh yeah that we oh, should yeah. avoid yeah but i think
0: i mean you've seen terminator
1: kind of like not in depth
0: no but like it like the idea of like the,
1: you want to know the one scene i remember from terminator what's that there's like some sort of office building or whatever and there's a secretary there and she can change her nail polish whenever the fuck she wants with a stupid pen changing whatever color she wants that's the only thing i remember because i went that's the only time i want to paint my nails is that the if future
0: technology you're most excited yes for? it's
1: like i pick a color off of like just like the rgb scale uh-huh. and i just tap it to my nails and boom bang down they're done I don't got to dry them. They don't crack. They don't crease. They look great. And then I go, oh, you know what? I didn't really want periwinkle. I think I want more of a of a salmon. And I go, bloop, bloop, bloop. Oh, it changed. And she's just sitting there. That's what I remember the most is that she's sitting there doing jack shit at her job, just changing her nail colors over and over again.
0: Yeah, I'm just going to change my nail colors again after lunch because I, I had a salad for lunch. That's and- the
1: only <laughs> thing I remember from Terminator because I was like... Hot damn! I want that
0: anyway. Anyway, <laughs> enough about our hopes and dreams. And for that like...
1: might not even be Terminator. I don't remember. I,
0: d- I don't. I don't remember that.
1: I, I just remember that scene so vividly, and I'm, I know my mom knows it too because my mom was like, "God, that would be so useful," and I'm like, "Right." <laughs> the
0: only thing i remember i mean well now as we as we wait for our phillips hue you know freaking freaking nail nail polish nail polish yeah uh so let's get back let's get back to our story here so so sadie knew she had to keep on she knew she had to hold on for a few more weeks to get this 30 pound potato Mm. but there was this warrior out there that was coming after her coming after her garden but she didn't know why she didn't understand why so her next logical thing was to go to the police and talk to them and figure out, you know, if they've heard anything, if they know anything of why there's a warrior around town, you know, trying to go after her garden.
1: And the police kind of looked at her and was like, you sure ain't a groundhog? They like gardens.
0: And what do you mean warriors? Uh, we we don't got any warriors in warriors? this town. Ta- what do you mean warriors? Like a guy that's running around in this. You
1: got like a picture of this warrior? Yeah.
0: Did you take a picture? You know, if you got a picture, it's evidence. You got to have a picture. Evidence you, is key in this scenario. You, you
1: say you saw him, so where's the picture of the warrior?
0: And Sadie's like,
1: "I don't know. He, he came so quick and then he left, and I don't know." I think it's a groundhog. And I think I think you got it confused.
0: Yeah, Tom. I think it's a groundhog. F-
1: yeah, get the fuck out of here. Get Sadie. the fuck
0: out of here. Go get a coffee at Dunkin' and go and go to the. Dr. to Kahn Harvard Yard. That's what I'm saying. We're
1: in Boston. We,
0: we are. We're we're in Boston. We didn't mention it before, but we're in Boston. Get the fuck out of here. Get
1: yourself a Boston cream pie. <laughs>
0: well, After that uh, unfruitful attempt at the police station, she decided, "All right, fine. Time to take matters into my own hands." And so she began. She began training in the way of the warrior, which uh, which in this case was uh, was just P90x. She, speak- she just started training in P90X for the next... She like, didn't even
1: buy it. She pirated it. Yeah,
0: she pirated a pirate bag, you know. Mm-hmm. She, ha- she had spent enough money on this 30-pound potato that she didn't have any money left to spend. So she had to pirate P90X in order to train mm-hmm. to be ready.
1: Yep. So while she was training for three months, that meant, you know, three months of trying to protect her potato.
0: Yeah. And by that point, you know, it would have been three months. She only needed a few more weeks to get it to 30 pounds. By that point, it was up to... 40, 45 pounds.
1: Yeah, it was pushing 50. Yeah. Um, And, like, the warrior was really trying to get in there. So, every night, Sadie would just be out there with a racket, a tennis racket, um, <laughs> and she electrified it so that if she whacked it, it was like, have you ever seen those, like, little rackets? Those electric are, bug zappers? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, like, one of those, but, like... Bigger. And more voltage.
0: Yeah, she just stuck, like... She just plugged a car battery into it and just was like was
1: like come here, mr warrior
0: (laughs) yeah she started taking on a a bostonian accent as well
1: um p90x made her rough around the edges (laughs) rough and tumble rough and tumble and uh, she
0: actually she actually pirated the rough and tumble edition of p90x which is like a really special edition you can only get in like suburbs of boston right right right. yeah
1: um people dressed up as boston cream pies yeah and um (laughs)
0: Yo, it's Tony Orton. I'm I'm here doing P90X. <laughs> Why do I sound more like a New Yorker than I do Bostonian? <laughs>
1: I don't think we actually know what Bostonian stuff sounds No, sound like.
0: I mean, I just hear pack to Can't Have it Yard, and that's what I think Bostonian is. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. Anyway. <laughs> I mean, like...
0: It's not funny. Mark fun. Wahlberg, that's like yeah. an example. Yeah. Um, so with your mother last night?
1: <laughs> say hi to your mom. Say
0: hi to your mother for me. <laughs> Anyway,
1: anyway, um, <laughs> so she's almost done with P ninety X. She's mm-hmm. she's like two two classes away from completing it, mm-hmm. and the warrior is just even more aggressive now. Yeah,
0: now he's leaving notes on the fence. Mm-hmm. He's leaving like really like really strongly worded notes on the fence. Just Some,
1: to- sometimes his emotions are so great that he can't explain them, and he has to doodle them. Yeah, As just a picture of him skewering the 50 pound potato Mm -hmm. and roasting it over a giant bonfire
0: yeah there the the one um the one actually had a picture of the potato like cut in half and just with like it's like a giant potato skin Mm. yeah so that that one really hit hard there
1: was another one where um there was a doodle where the warrior had the potato spiraled all around his sword oh no! that was fried and he was eating it jeez and then, um, and then there was another one where the potato had like different networks written all over it, and it was the warrior just setting the potato on fire.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so at this point, Sadie was desperate. Mm-hmm. Sadie was Sadie was ready. She she felt you know I'm 88 days in. I'm ready to do this. Mm-hmm. Let's just go. Let's do this. And so she got on her traditional warrior's garb, which in this case was a bucket hat. You know, gardening gloves. Mm-hmm. Uh, an apron. An apron. And, you know, um, some and crocs.
1: Some, some crocs and a shirt and pants that she really doesn't mind that gets dirty.
0: Yeah. It's, you know, it was an old, it's like an old, like, it's her high school, it's her high school senior class t-shirt.
1: Mm. And some ripped jeans.
0: Yeah, some ripped jeans she used, uh, she some ripped jeans that had some paint stains on them from when she painted her home mm-hmm. when she first moved in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So.
1: And she goes outside with her big ass bug zapper. Yep. And she's just waiting. <laughs> just. Like, come out, come out, wherever you are. And uh, the warrior pops up from under the ground.
0: <laughs> he, he had dug a hole underneath the fence like he, a mole. He was,
1: he was a special type of mole. Mm. He looked like a mole underneath his garb. You just didn't see it. Ah. He pops up and he goes, where's the tater? <laughs> and she's like, it's not for you.
0: You'll never get it.
1: And the uh, warrior goes, I came for the tater. For the tater. <laughs> she's like, well, you know what? I'm here for the TV show network, so get out of my garden. <laughs> and they just start battling it out.
0: Yeah. And by that point, um, executives from Food Network, Travel Channel, and uh, TLC were all actually outside of her garden because they had heard word that it was mm-hmm. today was going to be the day she was going to unveil the fifty pound potato mm-hmm. to the world.
1: Um, they heard commotion, mm-hmm. so their initial reaction was to just drill a giant asshole into the fence so they can stick a camera in and see mm-hmm. what's going on. And little do they know, it was fucking gold. Yeah, it was TV gold behind that fence. Yeah,
0: because it was just a a, a weird gardening woman fighting off against a mole man mm-hmm. in, in a backyard mm-hmm. with a 50-pound potato in the background. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this this is, you know, reality TV gold. You're not mm-hmm. seeing this on Big Brother or Survivor. This is, like, real life.
1: Hell yeah. This is Garden Wars, bitch.
0: Garden Wars. <laughs> and that's when all, this, all the networks realize, shit, we have a new show idea.
1: So they all start writing up their contracts in <laughs> the all, meantime. They
0: all start writing up the trademark. Bef- mm-hmm. They all start writing the trademark application. The first one to finish actually gets the trademark. <laughs> right, right,
1: right. And, um... And meanwhile Sadie's just fucking going at it with this mole warrior mm-hmm. and she lands a real good one on his cheek.
0: Just gets him, and zaps him right on the cheek.
1: Yeah. And he squeals a little bit. <laughs> and, and rears back and goes, We'll cut the tater in half. <laughs> and she'll go she went, Never <laughs> It needs to be whole Right back into the fight. And just kept swinging and swinging and swinging and swinging, until the the mole just was in a corner, couldn't move, and that's when um, TLC came out.
0: TLC is in the the, uh, the music group. TLC they were out they were inside the house actually waiting. TLC the network came, but then TLC the the group came. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they wanted to be they wanted to be the halftime show for the fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it be- like... it became a whole big thing around the neighborhood yeah. and around the country because mm-hmm. word got out about this giant potato. This
1: happened on um, Super Bowl weekend. Yes, it and did. This had better viewership yeah. than the Super Bowl.
0: Yeah, it did. It did. TLC TLC came out just as like the climax of the fight was happening, and then performed no scrubs and waterfalls uh, to a crowd of five. The mole man, Sadie, and then the three network executives.
1: There was a camera there, but yeah, everyone was like, "Really?" They got TLC for halftime, and they changed the channel.
0: <laughs> it was a raucous three minutes. It really was.
1: <laughs> they just changed. They changed the channel for three minutes and tuned right back yeah,
0: in. Exactly. So then we get back to the fight, and Sadie has the mole man cornered. She has the she has the racket to his neck. Just mm-hmm. like, why, why should I let you go? Why should I not kill you right here?
1: I have a, f- a family.
0: And then, from underneath the ground, you see two ba- like little baby, <laughs> two little baby moles. moles, and they
1: go, "Daddy!" <laughs> and then a mom mole pops out and goes, "Richard." They're his name starving. Is his name's Richard
0: <laughs> Dick Moleman.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and she's like Richard. You said you were going shopping.
0: <laughs>
1: Wait, where's the food? Why aren't you at the store?
0: You've been gone for four months.
1: <laughs> and he was like, I was I was trying to bring home the produce you like and she was like, Richard, you're an accountant. You have money. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and Richard Richard came and Richard suddenly came to the realization that he was doing it all wrong.
1: Yeah, he could've just went to the produce store. Yeah. I mean, like they're moles, any fruit's big to them.
0: He could have just went to the stop and shop and bought a eight pound sack yeah. of potatoes.
1: Mm-hmm. And that would have been fine.
0: If he really wanted 50 pounds of potatoes, he could have just
1: got it. Got it at the store. Could have just went to Produce Junction get yeah. that in bulk.
0: Yeah. But but he went through this hero's journey or this warrior's journey. and And he realized something. He realized that family is what mattered. Not a potato.
1: And then Sadie felt really bad because she had these two cute little kid moles Mm -hmm. in her yard. And she went, wait, before you go. And then spent the next day and a half digging out the potato that was 50 pounds. And she put it in front of them and went, take it. Go on. Feed your family. And he was like, well, we already went to the stop and shop. (laughs) We had steak and potatoes last night. So, you know, we don't need it.
0: And then the uh, the network executive stepped in, and they and they said to they said to Sadie, "Sadie, we're all prepared to offer you a million dollars if you'll give us this potato and the rights to any television shows that we create for you."
1: Sadie was like, "Okay, <laughs> signed right away." Became a millionaire overnight. Yeah,
0: she signed with all three networks. Actually, mm-hmm. she
1: I, that sounds like a conflict of of interest, but yes
0: they all they they agreed to simulcast the show on all three networks at the same time.
1: They had a parlay. Yeah, they had a parlay. <laughs> yeah.
0: They they kind of came together. Like
1: they were fucking pirates back in like the, the 1300s. Well, or because some all, shit. the
0: thing was when they were writing out those trademark applications, they all finished at the same time, so they're all like, "Fuck, we got to share this trademark mm-hmm. now." Yeah, yeah. So they are like, "Fine. Fine. I'll we'll, I'll get along with Gary." Yeah, and yeah, no, Dave, Dave and Joe got along as well from TLC and, mm-hmm. you know, and Food Network, so. Yeah, yeah. So yeah after that uh, Dick Mulman and his family you know they lived happily ever after in terms of you know their food situation and
1: yeah Dick Mulman realized that he doesn't have to fucking ruin everyone's garden. you can just go to the store like yeah. a normal person
0: like a normal Mulman, you know
1: get his food yeah
0: doesn't need to be as his,
1: his wife was way less stressed about it
0: she was and the kids and the kids grew up happy and healthy and mm-hmm. with full bellies of food
1: sadie never saw them again because she lived in a giant fucking mansion yeah and who the hell needs to garden when you can have other people do it for yeah, you she
0: hired a 20 person team to then take care of her gardens
1: Yeah, and she just never left the house ever again yeah just continually doing p90x every day
0: continually doing p90x and winning 4-h competitions every year for the rest of her life
1: the end the end
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh man giant vegetables lead to some real problems don't they right yeah. They
1: do, but they're also incredibly delicious, they so are. I get the wars between yeah. them.
0: And it also shows don't book irrelevant acts for uh, for halftime shows anymore, too.
1: Yeah, because nobody likes that nobody shit. Nobody likes that shit. Fucking TLC, really?
0: I mean, yeah, they're, st- I, they're performing at some festival this year, I saw. Shut
1: up, really? They're performing,
0: I think, at Firefly Festival in no. Delaware. Yeah, which I think is crazy. That is crazy. But hey, you know, got to make money
1: do they do though (laughs) like i think they're fine
0: yeah i think you're right i think they got enough money now so (laughs) so yeah well so i think that's gonna do it for us this week lynn where can people find you on the internet if they want to tune in with you more and find out more about you
1: go to twitter twitter slash a y n n e l n n that is me follow me yeah i don't tweet much but that's if i do anything on the internet that's where it goes
0: yeah and if you want to follow me on Twitter, you can follow me at E underscore Williamson 93. If you want to follow the show on Twitter, you can follow us at Read Between Cast. You can follow us on Instagram at Read Between Cast. And you can follow us on Facebook at com slash readbetweencast.
1: Leave us a review. Yes. Um um tell your friends about us yes let's 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 be friends ourselves yeah let's do it
0: yeah subscribe to the show wherever you listen you can find us on spotify you can find us on stitcher you can find us on itunes you can find us on google podcasts you can find us pretty much anywhere just search Three between podcasts you'll find us pretty much on your favorite podcast service anywhere
1: hell yeah yeah
0: and uh we release new episodes every monday at 9 a.m eastern standard time uh next week uh we're gonna have a really fun episode with our friend ben youngerman uh, ben Youngerman is a local improv comedian Local writer He is also the arena host for the Lehigh Valley Phantoms uh, and He's going to be promoting an upcoming show He's got called Hockey Fight 2 uh, So look forward to that episode next week This going to be a lot of fun We're really looking forward to having Ben here with us So, uh,
1: Heck yeah. so
0: yeah stay tuned for that uh, With that being said uh, I think we're going to end it here So thanks for listening We'll see you guys next week uh, for our guest episode with Ben Youngerman So have a great week We will see you then Bye, Bye.